need connection, accountability, support as you explore the next level version of you, give yourself a real gift this year, the gift of time. The Warrior Women Mastermind is starting again in January, a curated group of six amazing women in a safe, collaborative setting. Think you don't have enough time? The money? Wrong. Ask yourself if you're worth three hours a month and $25 a day. The biggest discovery some of the women who sign up for my mastermind figure out is they have so much in common with other women and that they have traded their worth for a to-do list. Set up your interview call with me by going to lizswadek.com. That's L-I-Z-S-V-A-T-E-K.com. Space is limited and will sell out fast. Don't miss this opportunity to put yourself first. Women aren't born warriors, we become them. And the road to becoming a warrior is bumpy as hell. Each week I'm interviewing women who through tragedy and triumph are leaping for greatness. Get ready to unleash your inner warrior. I'm Liz Swadek, and this is Conversations with Warrior Women. As we celebrate International Women's Day this week, I am thinking about how women are defining success. We cannot be successful and empowered with the outdated paradigms of hustling, sacrifice, hard work, and our current work and lifestyles. This is pressure and overwhelmed and not empowerment for women. The emotional labor women contend with is causing us to hit a wall. We can't keep up. Worse, the daughters are watching. I spoke to a group of ninth grade girls and they were overwhelmed, pressured, and driven to the point of a total lack of self-care. They couldn't imagine how they would get into the college they wanted, get the good grades they wanted, and take time for themselves. I wonder where they're getting that from. It's time to redefine work and life. Reject the old paradigms and design the life we love. How do we become the warriors of our lives so that we can have time for peace, joy, relaxation, and personal growth? You can't be a leader in business and in your life without personal growth. This is why we are in the great awakening. COVID has taught us we want more. Don't snap back into your comfort zone. Don't start exhausting yourself, running a schedule and a life you can't possibly accomplish. Let's redefine what success really means. What does it mean to you? My guest today found her purpose and passion by becoming a woman of faith and leading her life for the world. She awakens coaches and leaders into the new paradigm of success. You're going to love this episode. Make sure you're hitting that subscribe button so you know when a new episode is ready for you, warrior women. Okay, let's get into it. But first, I always say I have the best job in the world. I get to help women unlock their limitless potential so they can have it all. If your mind is saying you can't have it all, that's fear running the show. I'm here to tell you, the only thing between you and holistic success is you. 
the doors to Limitless Warrior are officially open. Join Limitless Warrior. It's time to dig deep and shine bright. It's time to permanently break up with fear. If you want all the holistic success you've been dreaming of, join us. It's a 12-week program, once a week, on a Zoom for 90 minutes. Get off that hamster wheel and be the limitless woman you know you are inside. The link to save your spot is limitless-warrior.com. Join us. Today on the podcast, culture change expert and futurist, creator of the award-winning She Summit and New York Times celebrated author of This Is How We Rise, Claudia Chan. Claudia awakens and coaches leaders and Fortune 500 companies to make their highest impact in the workplace and the world. Through her proven How We Rise curriculum and her passion for solving complex culture problems, Claudia designs powerful and safe learning spaces that pull leaders and organizations towards their highest potential of social, business, and talent innovation. Her unique framework helps clients elevate the vision for who they say they're becoming, identify their highest visions, and transform their deepest challenges and differences to create thriving cultures of well-being, belonging, and performance. Claudia is also a wife and warrior mother of two. Welcome, Claudia. Thank you so much, Liz, for having me. I'm so excited. I told you I was already reading your book when, <laughs> when I got hooked up with you. So I was so thrilled because I was already drawn to you, Claudia. I was already trying to come up in your world. Mm-hmm. So I'm really excited. So Claudia, you grew up knowing that women were leaders, which is an amazing gift. Your family owned Chinese restaurants and the women in your family were doing it all. They were making money, caring for kids, running businesses. Tell me about how that affected young Claudia growing up and even now. You know, there's just a great mantra quote that says, you can't be what you can't see. And so I do feel that as a young girl in my childhood, an immigrant family, you know, Chinese American, born here, parents came over from China and Taiwan, like the American story of coming here with not a lot, right? And and like local small business, saving enough money to do that. But both my parents worked and I didn't realize it obviously in the you know 70s and 80s and 90s before women's empowerment was even a conversation and like feminism or women's equality was a mainstream term really in that era but I just was exposed to my mother who was extremely successful and just worked so hard and was constantly focused on provision and doing it all and my aunt and just the women in my family. And so it didn't even cross my mind that inequity was even a reality. So yeah, I'm 46 today. So when you think about the the waves of, of feminism, you know, Gloria Steinem and like the feminine mystique and like that first wave where women burn bras and or marching down streets to, you know, just different, all the different phases of, you know, the vagina monologues and the rebellious phases and yes. riot girls. And, you know, and, but like when I was in my twenties, it was all about sex in the city, right? And women place their value on finding rich, gorgeous men, like wearing beautiful, you know, brands and things. Having great shoes. Had great shoes and ate at fabulous places. And it was completely based on, like the materialism and what we don't want to focus women's value on. And so, yeah, so gender, you know, equality, and I think women's empowerment and the power 
of women and how extraordinary they are was just always so apparent in me. So that was definitely a blessing. Yeah, it is a blessing just to see a woman, you know, making it happen, even, and also seeing the downsides, right? Like seeing like she's exhausted, she's doing all the things, you know, I think it's good to see all the sides because as we evolve, we figure out ways to do it better, which is something you figured out. So I'm excited to talk to you about that too. So your parents, like you said, were immigrants. They lost everything. They lost everything, but they were dedicated to give you a better life. How did that affect your choices and the pressure on you as far as college or what you were expected to accomplish? You know, it's interesting because I, as I now today, you know, decades later, post-school and just looking back at life and just the state of our and having an organization where I help leaders and entrepreneurs and corporations and really help them maximize their leadership and performance. And so much of this is identifying, you know, what is your culture pattern? What is your existing state of your culture? Whether or not it's you individually as a business owner, as a leader, or as an organization. And I think now looking back at being from an immigrant family, so much comes with being from an immigrant family, you know? And it's like we all just grow up in our little bubbles, like whether like whatever generational or ancestral trauma. And I truly believe that every everyone has some level of of trauma or, you know, even if you had the hyper perfect childhood and that. But the immigrant families, you know, oftentimes do come to America. Right. With this sense of survival and the sense because their strategy to success was you know, finally get here to the land of freedom. And now it's all about hunt and gather and get the best education. And it's just so rooted in survival and scarcity and hard work. And that is how we pave the path. And I just, I think it's just interesting now, you know, like now 2022, the state of the world with COVID, you know, millions of people resigning COVID resetting. I, th- I think we were just coming off of decades of people. Everybody's strategy to success has been about hustle and hard work and sacrifice. And I, and like just now looking at that and doing diversity, inclusion, equity, work and cultures and working with leaders and, and like, cause you can't do leadership development without personal growth and really eventually naming and identifying what their internal barriers are, which then means identifying trauma and what you need to heal. And so there's just so much of that baked into, I think, not just immigrant, but like any sort of background that we come from. And I, and as your podcast is about women warrior, how do we really ever get to warrior is, you know, without this sense of suffering, you know, and that's a lot of the stuff has unraveled and it's been really fascinating doing this work. Yeah. And I will say, I agree with you on the trauma thing. And I think the path to warrior is radical self-compassion. <laughs> And radical self-acceptance, like it is not about white knuckling, hustling and doing more. I just went and talked to this group of ninth grade girls and oh my God, Claudia, they are, it just, it, it literally makes me want to start crying. Yeah. It's almost getting they worse are, with the media. It's yeah. getting worse. It's getting worse. They are so pent up. They're so hard anxious. on themselves and they're anxious. They're so upset and they're so driven in the worst way. Yeah. And I literally, this girl asked me in the middle of this little meeting of ninth grade girls, which was really brave to say, she said, well, I don't understand. How am I going to get 
all the things like do the grades I need to get without the pressure. Yeah. And I said, yes, how are you going to do that? Because maybe there's another way to not be so pressurized. And I told them literally I, that the next thing I said was, I don't work hard. Yeah. And it's, I don't it's, work hard. Basically work. When we talk about systemic change in corporate America and the patriarchal systems and really, I mean, our lifestyle like needs systemic change. And I think that these last few decades, like our generation of I'm a Gen Xer, but the millennials and then now the Gen Z, but it's this culture where it's hyper-performative, hyper-perfectionist. And also those nine-year-olds have parents who are around our age, older, younger, what have you, yeah. who are literally, you know, if they're carrying a full-time job, they're pretty much chauffeurs on the weekends, you know, like taking their, like to every sports activity, ballet, dance, because they need to get all, do all of that in order to get into the right college. And so, which then you're also, then you got to maintain that high paying corporate job or, you know, or that hold on to that business. And so you're, you're constantly in this pressure cooker to keep on, and then you can't drive them everywhere. So they're hiring the nanny, you know, thank God for the nanny who's then doing it all and then helping you do the laundry and the cooking and the picking up. And, you know, it's just, you know, so we're all maintaining this pressure system culture. And then of course, when do you have time for marriage? When do you have time to actually spend meaningful time? You know, with yourself, right. With yourself. So I think that we're seeing really this reckoning in general. and, And that's really what, I mean, so much of my work is rooted in now after, you know, after launching She Global 10 years ago and all this work in advancing leadership, diversity, equity, inclusion, gender equality is like, yes, yes, it's about how do we empower people and shift behavior? And then it's about, okay, how do we shift culture? But we really need to redefine how people do life and work. And and really you transform culture, like the culture transforms when people transform. So it's really like, it's like in the day-to-day of like, wait, it's 2022. How do I want to design my life this year? How do I want to operate, you know, my, like who I am and what I'm doing and the paradigm and the system that I've created in my household, within my marriage, within my company, or, you know, like, how do I actually really rebuild a foundation or fill the gaps of the holes so that I'm building a building on top of something that is rooted in well-being and, and, peace and joy and relaxation and how do we unwire our old patterns and systems so that we can really be our wholeness and our well-being that is the new movement right now yes. i believe and it's this and you know we want to we really need to do look inward and that's why they're calling it the great reflection or the great awakening or have you the great reimagination etc yeah well i mean i think it, you know, one of the things I've really started saying is that I really, I want women to stop saying they work hard. I, I think we need to change the narrative of that we, when you love your work, you work and you feel purpose and you feel, maybe you feel driven, but like, do we, ha- does everything have to be hard? So I'm, I resonate with everything you're saying. Well, you, you started She Global at 36 and decided to chase purpose over provision. So tell me about that choice, because that's kind of what we're talking about right here. And tell me about what She Global is. Yeah, so just coming from my, you know, my child, my my childhood and my Chinese family, I would say that 
I always just dreamt of entrepreneurship. And so I, I started this company when I was 25 to 35 years old. Like I had this company called Shecky's Girls Night Out. And it was basically the, the era of Daily Candy and like Devil Wears Prada. And it was that the 2000s era that was, I would say, was rooted in like lifestyle entertainment fluff, basically. And so I built a multi-million dollar business pretty quickly, super bold, super fearless with entrepreneurship, like in my blood. And so I've been an entrepreneur pretty much like for 20 plus years, my, most of my, my career. And, but I, I was basically all about the material stuff, you know, like breaking those revenue numbers, having nice things, checking off all the external accolades, like all the things that society and culture tell you, like, this is how you create success. And, but I really, I'd had a very bad business partnership with my partner at the time a male partner. And I just was not proud of the version of me that I was. And really, I was just a kid, honestly, from 25 to 35. I grew up like running this business. And so I realized that I had, I had all this material success, but I lacked purpose. And my, I ended up meeting my now husband about 15 years ago, and he grew up in Georgia. And so he took me to church and I basically became, helped me, me recognizing and realizing I lacked purpose was starting to go to church and becoming a woman of faith. And so, and realizing, wow, like not just seeing my life, living my life in the world, but leading my life for the world. And that we're not just here, if I'm here for 80, 90 years, if we're all here, our job is not extracting me, me over we, and let me just take and get a bigger house and get another car and get my kids to private school and do all these like, and go on vacation and nice stuff and more stuff. And you know, it was really, cause really my, I grew up in a family that was like, you have to get to safety. You have to get to, yeah. you need to get that stuff in order to get more of that stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and they unconsciously did it because they weren't, you know, raised any different. And so I was like, wow. And that's really where I was like, I, I, I discovered I need to move from women's entertainment to women's empowerment. And I launched She Global and it was really just you know, like, like I started creating women's conferences and started She Summit, which is now a 10 year anniversary. 2022 is our 10 year anniversary. And we've had like a thousand speakers, global speakers from everywhere. And we've had, you know, tens of thousands of folks who've attended and gone through our programming. And then from there, from that She Summit conference, which is now a virtual program because of COVID, I basically became a leadership organization. And I you know, of course, after doing so much content, I wrote the book on my framework of leadership, which is really this whole life leadership framework that's guided by inclusion and purpose and well-being. And that's how the story goes. Yeah. Yeah. I love what you've created because you are flipping the script on what does success look like and can it feel good internally, not just externally with your car and your school and your this and that. So I love that. Let's talk about your book. So it's called, This is How We Rise. This, I was telling you I was reading it already. When we talk about gender equity, we are still not valued equally to men. This is a fact. We know this. How does emotional labor, because you guys, you and I were talking about this when we were doing kind of a pre-interview and I have not stopped talking about it since we spoke. How does emotional labor come into play in terms of women not being able to rise in the workplace. Let's actually dig down into also what emotional labor is and how that holds us back as women. Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, emotional labor, first of all, parenting is labor and there's a great illustration out there and it, it shows like a bunch of like women in suits and men in suits all like running this race and women have 
like it was like three women and three men and and the women have like dishes and laundry and like meals and like school events like like literally stacked up in front of them like because they got a they got a hurdle through all of that and so in order to like you know like so so equity means you know everybody has an equal opportunity to have all the to have access to the opportunities right to grow and to get to those leadership positions quality is almost like the end goal equity is the starting point so when you think about even today women who out earn men like if you have you know dual income family and like women are still doing majority of domestic responsibilities and so there's so i think that there's actual domestic and just family i mean everything like taking care of a family and raising kids and doing homework, that's all labor. And so, A, we need to start valuing that, like that old cliche of like, oh, you know, my husband, like I'm a stay-at-home mom and, you know, my husband makes all the income. And so therefore somehow they have a power imbalance, right? Meanwhile, wait a second, it's actually more work to actually stay home and raise a family full-time. And so we need to value work differently in our country, which is, I know that's a big conversation right now, especially with paid leave and all of that stuff and, and the Caregiving Act. But there's also invisible labor, which is emotional. So if your teenage daughter is going through, you know, bullying at school and you've literally, it's something that you are worrying about, you know, like that's emotional labor. I have, you know, a six-year-old boy and, you know, if he's getting behind in his reading or writing and I don't have the time, you know, like, and I'm thinking about it and I get like some grade in the class or and, like that's emotional labor. And so it's the worrying, it's the stuff that, that literally, which leads to anxiety is emotional labor. So like, and all that self-talk, it's, it's like, I would say I, in my How We Rise Whole Life Leadership Curriculum program, which is now the She Summit program. You know, I have this life mountain and illustration that like if like our our life is like rising up the summit and emotional labor and anxiety and things you worry about is like work is like climbing up a summit, but with like bags of rocks on your back. It's exhausting, right? When you have it's one thing when you can just fly and you don't have to worry and you can just compartmentalize and just purely focus on what has to get done. But it's that mental heavy weight that wears you down. And I often say too, like as we're, you know, I'm in the leadership work, even when we think about Stephen Covey, who wrote Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, or like John Maxwell and all these big leadership people, or like this, these male CEOs, middle-aged white men running the world, their wives are taking care of all of that stuff. So how that do they don't have to think it? about it. Right. How do you think they're doing it? Right. So wives. Wives. they don't have any, they don't have the emotional labor. They can go all in, like, like it's like NFL, like focus on like football like you don't think about anything else and you just like you you know you you work to win and all of that stuff is just passed on to the partner right or somebody else and so you just outsource that and i think women now we have a generation of women that are running businesses and obviously been doing it all and like they carry so much invisible labor that is not being talked about yeah so yeah and i think it's something that needs to be acknowledged you know, in our, even our conversations just with, you know, fellow female friends, because I, I just feel this collective exhaustion, like all my clients right now, all the women I serve, there's this collective exhaustion. And I'm like, well, let me tell you what that is. That's not made up. That is your emotional labor, which you feel like you are at the end of your road because you are working too, but you're still doing all the things that a stay at home mom would do, but you have a full business. That is not the way women can win it right now. So Tell me, what do we say right now? I think, our, well, and I think a lot of like, you know, I think a lot of 
your I think you mentioned your audience and your community is women that are, you know, in their, maybe their late 30s or 30s, 40s, 50s and plus. And I think you have to think about the generation that we grew up in and the belief systems of how we value ourselves, like, and, and basically so much of that labor that we put on us to get like, to make sure the house is like perfectly clean or that, you know, you're also running and making sure your kids are going to all their extracurricular things so they get into the good college. Like how much of that is about you versus about them, right? Because we have this image of what we expect, like our, like if you're running, I know you have a lot of entrepreneurs in your community. So like you have an, you have this identity that you are chasing and this picture that you are chasing that when I get here, then X, Y, Z. And we really oftentimes spend our lives chasing, chasing this goal, you know, and it's that's also something to be named because that is not your worthiness. Like you could do nothing else right now and literally be equally as worthy. And and so really it's like, what are we really chasing ghosts? Because really we could really pause right now and be like, okay, I'm just exhausted. And I really need to reflect on what matters. Like, what do I really, what am I really chasing? Like what, how do I define true joy and happiness and peace and well-being? So, so, so success is not money. Success is well-being and peace and enough. And, you know, and I'm all like, I'm in the second half of my life now. If, we, if I get to live to 90, right, I'm beginning the second half of my life. And how do I take the wisdom of the last 45 years of my life and everything, and especially like the, the struggles and especially what didn't work out and didn't go as planned. And how do I use that knowledge to say, okay, all that has directed me and been for me to now think about my future. And what do, how do I want to design my future now and my work and my lifestyle and everything so that I can live every day with a quality of experience that is rooted in joy and well-being. Because like we need to almost dismantle this, you know, this, again, our strategy to success has been over laboring and just overdo and do everything and do it all. And we just, we almost need to dismantle that definition and really redefine for us, like what is success? Yeah. Success to me is slowing the hell down and enjoying it. That's what it really is. And I do agree with you. The worthiness, we've tied our work to our worthiness in the worst possible ways. And I think, you know, when you tie your worth to a to-do list and to your job, then when that's not going well, you are sunk, right? That you get into the conditional happiness, you're sunk. You literally can't have happiness because you put a condition on it. So to me, it's about getting back to what is that happiness? Where does that actually live? And that lives inside of us. That has nothing to do with our externals. And I think we've gone, you know, because of just the way things have gone and all the trappings and things we want and the way we're pushing our girls and all the things we've been talking about, we've gone so external. And I think that's what this great awakening is, right? Is that we're realizing like, oh, wait, we've, we've done all the things. We had all the things. We're still not happy. Now what? <laughs> When we caught up a few days ago, we were talking about, yeah, the internal versus the external. And it's, it's really what I call now is stepping into and discovering 
your wholeness and really becoming more holy who you are. It's really all of this journey, all of this external chase of like this thing, got to get to this revenues, I got to earn this salary, I got to this title and, you know, get this client and all that chasing, right, is, you know, all like life is really not a journey about chasing that. It's really about growing that. It's really about growing you. And how are, who are you becoming in the process and what really matters, you know, and what really matters for me right now is, you know, my kids are four and six and it, it, like I would say, like my first job is my mental health. So this is all the whole life leadership framework that is the She Summit program. I know we're going to. Yes. Yes. I'm going to ask you about that. Yeah. Share the invitation to your community. Yes. It is you know, the first leadership department is like my mental and, and emotional health. Like, what do I need to put into structure every single day, even if it's a 10 minute thing that I need to do to just get my bucket to be empty? I mean, to be as full as possible, because we're, if we're running on empty buckets, we have nothing to give. Right. So so it is almost and it's like, how do you get yourself first thing in the morning? How do you just get yourself to and it's about feeling? How do you get to a point where you're feeling good? Right. And sometimes you can start, you know, I call it the emotional scale. It's like one through 10, you know, you could be at it. Like, it's just, oh, what's my emotion? How am I feeling right now? You know, like, you know, negative to positive and just what do you need to do to get to feeling good? And so mental health is like the number one piece. Cause like your life is always moving in the direction of your greatest thoughts. Like, you know, you become what you believe your life will become a sum total of what you think about. And so mental health is so huge. And we, you know, that's, you know, our, world did not teach us that. And then second thing for me is me and my partner, me and my husband, and, you know, making sure that we're not like marriage is not falling to the bottom of the list. And I really think of like mental health and family is my number one business. That's like my number one, you know, and obviously right now I'm in a season where I can do that, but I'm very proactively, I'd readjust other things of my life to fit into that. I left the Northeast after 46 years and moved to Florida. I mean, for so many reasons, but you know, like I wasn't going to adapt my life around a job. <laughs> I was going to adapt it around, you know, what's, what matters. Yeah. Well, I'm a little ahead of you because I have a 15 year old and a 12 year old. And let me just say, it's not like you can take the eye off the ball on that one either. So it's just changes, right? It's different yeah. wants and needs, it's, but it's I, more I, emotional labor, right? It's more physical labor and they're out there. getting yeah, they're, It's complicated. And- it's complicated. The issues and the things that they're dealing with are not just, you know, oh, you're tired, you need a nap and you're crying. And you know what I mean? It's like, oh, you're crying, but what are you really crying about? Like, we really have to like dig in and it's it's a whole thing. Um, But I know a lot of women are feeling heavy right now. And I want you to tell us some good news, Claudia. (laughs) But there is good news about this time, I feel like, this time that we're in right now as women and what we're learning. So tell us the good news because we're feeling a little heavy. And then also, I do want to hear about your whole life leadership program, especially because you're giving us a promo code, which I'm very excited about, Claudia. So let's talk about it. Yeah, I mean, I think that we're just in this extraordinary time. Like, you know, we're really blessed to be living in this era of just humanity. And again, women got the right to vote, you know, in 2020, 100 years of the right to vote in 2020. So we're still so early on in the movement and so much has happened in the last 10 years alone. And I think that, you know, from, you know, whether or not you have a teenager and we're really just witnessing like what we're experiencing as women to what, you know, and then the the cultural shifts that that our kids are being raised in. And, you know, I think that this is the most empowered it's like a once in a lifetime 
like just unprecedented time in our society where, you know, we have the opportunity to create the future and to take, you know, whether, however old you are, wherever you are in your life, in your seasons, to take, you know, everything has happened for you to create the future. And those uh, with the courage to create the future will do so right? It's the bold. It's the people that have the courage. And pretty much, I mean, this podcast is called Women Warrior. And I think it's, I think warrior now or leadership or again, success, all of these powerful terms and, you know, what does warrior mean? And, and it used to mean fighting and the hustle and the heavy lift and the efforting and the exhaustion. My God, yeah. I think, I think our movement, I, my, the movement I'm leading now with whole life leadership is like, the movement is really becoming more of all of you. <laughs> like it's resting into who you are. Yeah. You know, it's like, you know, and I, my friend Barbara Houston calls it like receptive surrender too. like letting things dismantle and fall that need to, you know, because again, like that's the cycle of nature too, right? Things need to destruct and dismantle and fall apart in order for new things to be birthed. And we need to really, we need to rebuild that foundation. That's like what I was saying. And that's really what I, I believe. I feel like everybody is out there building these buildings on top of broken infrastructure. And I think we need to take, we need to take that pause. And that's why the, I feel like so many people have moved. So many people have made career changes. So many people are like, wait a second. You know, like I was basically in a, you know, a hustle and a, and a, and a lifestyle that didn't make sense anymore. Like, and so, cause obviously like what we were chasing 10 years ago is no longer also who we are. Right. So you've got to like, it's about alignment is your lifestyle and your work in alignment with, is your work in alignment with the lifestyle that you really want right now, that it means well-being for you. Like we do have the power to define that and to create that. Yes. And so, but again, I think it's more about surrender and letting things fall and drop and recalibration and redefinition and, and really, you know, rebuilding that roadmap and that blueprint. And I think that so many people are so like, they're going to keep on going the way that they are. And they're at, at some point it's going to like, you know, they're going to get sick. Right. And we see that gonna like, say, it's going to catch up physically if nothing else. It's going to catch up. It's going to catch up in your marriage. It's going to catch up in your body. It's going to catch up you know, in one place or another. And so, but that's, it's about like almost, it's about less now. It's about simplicity now. It's about radical elimination of hurry, of, you know, of overdoing, of over-efforting. It's, it's focusing more on the intention and the purpose and surrendering the outcome. It is resting into who you are. It's actually having the permission and giving yourself the permission to become wholly who you are. You know, it's about setting boundaries. It's about saying no. It's about, yes, do it if it feels right, you know? So right. it's really, it's it, there's freedom in that. Yeah. And I think it's going to be terrifying and it's going to be, there's certain things, but we have always been resilient. We have always been, you know, like we have always led through everything that we've needed to lead through. So if something does fall apart and we're almost like trying to prevent that thing from falling apart, let it fall apart. Like, because you're like, like you, like that thing is not your security. You are your security. Let that fall apart before you fall apart. Make your choice, right? Like if you want, we do need to let some things drop. Otherwise you're going to drop dead. I mean, women, you know, this is not even a joke. Women have heart disease and have heart attacks and I mean, my God, we are not treating ourselves well. And just because you're going, eating a kale salad at lunch and you're doing meditating in the morning, but you're going, you're sleepwalking through your day and you are white knuckling till bedtime, that is not okay. That's not life. So I'm with you 100%. But, but tell me what, tell me about the whole life leadership program. 
So it's basically my Shashi Summit is has been this conference for 10 years. And the last few years, we've actually just been bringing it virtual. And it's really evolved into me teaching you. It's a six month program, my whole life leadership framework. And it is a journey. It kicks off with a conference on March 11th, Friday, March 11th, in a few weeks. And we, I, I like, you know, we're in a very intimate Zoom day with multiple extraordinary authors and speakers. And then we, you know, you get access to my portal of like over 50, just tons of content. And I just, I take you through like five different topics over the course of six months. And it's really doing this work. It's discovering and designing the wholeness of who you are and really almost going through looking at purpose, looking at organization, looking at family, looking at, you know, like, like setting the highest vision for what is the, you know, what is the highest of what you want to create. But again, that's an alignment with where you are today. And at the same time, naming the barriers and the belief systems that are blocking that and some of the healing work that has to get done in order to sort of to move through that and around that. And then we do whole life org charting and planning. It's pretty amazing. And it's really something that I have like lived and designed based on, you know, my my own experiences, but also being in spaces, whether it's with like business owners or, or corporate America and, you know, with th thousands of people over the years. So I've done trainings at PepsiCo and ESPN, and I've worked with like loads of fortune companies, but also loads of entrepreneurs and change makers as well. So. Oh, I'm going to put the link and the promo code. We get a little promo code of our own guys. So we are, we are, we're big time. Yeah. All right, Claudia, it's time for the speed round. It's my favorite Let's do it. Let's do it. Because you know what? We're allowed to have fun, right? Yes. Absolutely. Let's have some fun. Let's have some fun. What does it mean? Hopefully to I was light enough for you. No, no, listen, I, listen, there is nobody that loves a deep and real moment more than me. And I think you're amazing. So please don't even say something. Like that. That's <laughs> ridiculous. I love you to death. Um, what does it mean to you to be a warrior woman? To be more of who I authentically am. Yes. Isn't that what we're talking about today? 100%. What is a mantra or quote you live by? Your schedule. This is in one of my trainings. Your schedule is less about what you get done and more about who you want to become. I love that. That could be its own podcast right there. Yes. What makes you feel unstoppable? Hmm. God. I've heard that answer before. I, mean, <laughs> I love it. Power of God. Like it's almost, you know, what I love is like when you disrespect yourself, like your inner talk, you're really like God is a part of you, you know, whether or not you're, you believe in the universe or nature of, of just like, you know, whatever you root your source in, you know, we are, you know, we're part of nature and the universe. And it's almost like when you disrespect yourself, like you, you disrespect God, you disrespect the universe and the magic of the universe. And, you know, it just, it's time to really step into the extraordinary and not the ordinary, because that's, who we are. And, and I just think that, and it's hard to remember that, right. And it's hard to remember how worthy we are, but when we connect to like nature or source or the power of that lights up the sun and the, and the brings out the moon and, you know, and the seasons of life and, you know, the miracles of this world, like, like we're made up of that same stuff. So like that, like, how do we live in a way where that's powering us moment to moment? Because that's how extraordinary we are. Yeah. 
That's so cool. That's so true. What are you most proud of? You know, I think just all the creation, you know, I, I think that we're all here to create. And it's one of my favorite words, you know, whether it was creating, you know, your career pathway or the, the businesses I've created and my kids, you know, my family. And it's just, you know, we are here to create, we're here to put good things out and serve and better this planet. And so, yeah, I would say all the creation and all the impact. I love that. that I love um, Michael Beckwith from Agape. I love yeah, he says, huge fan. Yeah. I, I am a huge fan of his. And I love when he says, we're here to bring heaven to earth every day. We're here to bring heaven to earth. Yeah. And I feel like that's kind of what you're talking about. Like it just really, it's funny. Some of the things you're saying are reminding me of like, which is of course the ultimate compliment because we love him, but it's reminding well, me of well, what, what And I really think also that, you know, our, like, you know, my, I've been called to also just infuse humanity and spirituality into business and into like where so humanity has been traded for performance and productivity in traditional business. Like business systems were designed by men for men. And, you know, again, with, with the domesticated housewife at home, like that's what our systems were designed for, our family systems, our cultural systems, our business systems. So we were all like women have come in and been bred and had moms like in a system that was never set up for equity, that was never set up for thriving. And so we've lived through again, like we've warriored through the system. Yes. There's been all these phases of the women's movement, but now is the true surrender, the, the, the true like the battle now is the surrendering and being yourself and designing around that. And I think, again, the, the flexibility and the radical change that COVID set on the world really has helped shift that. And I believe that there was spirit in that. I believe God was like, let's reset the universe for a moment. Here. 100%. He unplugged us and plugged us back in. That's for sure. 100%. And it's like, now figure out the new paradigm. And, and that's the good news, Liz, is that we get to define the new paradigm. And if we can define the new paradigm for how, for our self-talk and the moment to moment, day to day, hour to hour experience that we have with ourselves, guess what? That then impacts how we show up with our kids, our family, our organizations, our team members. We will then change the paradigm by first changing the paradigm within ourselves. And that's the good news. Yes, that is a good news. And by the way, women have always had to do this. We always have to push the change through and it takes us a while, but guess what? We do it and we, and, we, and it goes well, all the things that we do. But this, um, time we're doing it, we're, this time we're doing it based on like what we will, like what we will do and what we will not do. <laughs> like what boundaries? Less. With N-O, you know? We need to keep up, keep up with men. We need to, we need to change the paradigm. So a hundred percent. What is exciting you the most right now? You know, just the next birth and the next um, phase of, you know, this organization and this new movement around whole life leadership and helping people find their whole selves and this new She Summit program, it is because I just believe it's the internal work that has to get done for everyone and the world and businesses and entrepreneurs need it more than anything right now. So the She Summit whole life leadership program. It's gonna. It's really it sounds amazing, and I can't wait to check well, it. And it, and it's just because it's it's my personal movement. It's been my personal movement, and so it's and when I'm in and I'm like and like and I'm in the C-suite and I'm working with everybody's you know supporting leaders you know with their work. It it just all comes back down to this work. So Absolutely. it's uh, it's really believe it's the healing that I feel like and the recalibration that I feel we all need. So. 
Yes. So fabulous. Thank Uh you. Thank you. Thank you for coming on today. And thank you for having such a great conversation. I told you I was so looking forward to us talking because even in our pre-interview, I almost didn't want us to talk anymore because I wanted to do it all here. And I I love everything we talked about today. And I think this is going to spark some kind of huh, moments with some women who are feeling exhausted and they are not sure why and rethinking about changing the paradigm and uh, recalibrating. So thank you so much, Claudia, for coming on today. Thank you so much. And we will stay in touch. Thank you. Yes, we will stay in touch 100%. Okay, everybody. Thank you for joining us today. And remember to subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or Spotify. If you enjoyed the show, please leave us a five-star written review. Okay, everyone. Remember, this is the Conversations with Warrior Women podcast with me, Liz Swadek. And remember, every woman has a story you just need to ask her. Bye.